Hey guys, this is Chanel Ramsey. I'm coming to you live from our first Lead It or Leave It podcast. Thank you for tuning in today. You might be listening to this on the Apple Podcast, on iTunes. Uh, you might be on my YouTube page or on Facebook Live, but I'm so happy that you came to join me as we talk life and leadership. So I have some great information to share with you today. If you are a leader, you're tuning in, plug in, grab your notebook, grab your pen, grab your phone, take the notes you need to take because our goal in these podcasts is to take your level of leadership to the next level, right? We're going to level up in 2019. So I want to share some great great things with you. We don't have a long time. If you're looking on Facebook, don't forget to share this, like, invite, and share. Another leader that's in ministry or in business, these principles are transferable. No matter where you are in leadership or management, you can apply what we are going to be talking about today. In fact, even if you want to be an entrepreneur, this is a conversation you want to be about because this is going to help set the course for your year. So this year, this podcast, we're going to be talking about life, we're going to be talking about leadership, and we're going to talk about how those two worlds come together, and are you ready to lead it, or are you ready to leave it, okay? So let's talk a little bit today about time. Don't forget to like, invite, and share this podcast on Facebook Live, on YouTube, so we can get the word out about our Lead It or Leave It podcast. All right, I'm Chanel Ramsey. I'm your leadership coach. Here's what we got to talk about today. So the big word about coming into 2019 is time. Say it with me, time, okay? Time is a really, really huge commodity. It is not a renewable commodity. Every day we are given the same 24 hours, and what we do with those 24 hours is going to make the difference in our life and in our leadership. And so I want to talk to you a little bit today about time is because something that has been on my heart to deal with, because one of the things that we don't really realizes that time is a currency. Okay, we work 40 hours a week and whether we do work at that job or not, they give us a check at the end of that week uh, to in exchange for our time. We can spend time or we can waste time. At the end of your life, it's not going to be so much about what you said, but what you did with your time. There's a story in Matthew chapter 25 where it talks about these uh, 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 these five wise and these five foolish. And the wise, they had oil, but the ones that were foolish, they ran out of oil, but they wasted time. They did not go refill. They, did, they were not pre, pre, proactive, but they sat by, they watched things happen instead of using their time for their benefit. And so I want to talk about this commodity called time, the value we put on time. When you're in ministry, when you're in leadership, when you're in management, when you're in business, how you spend your time is going to determine what you get out of it. And so one thing I want to say, let's bust up this first myth that we all have been saying for so many years is that we have to learn how to um, have time management. Time management is one of the biggest myths I have ever heard. Yes, I said it. I do not believe in time management. I believe in self-management. See, many of us are trying to manipulate time. When you don't need to manipulate time, you need to manage me. You need to manage yourself. And our greatest enemy is not without, it's within. It's how we procrastinate. It's the things that we put before our goals. It is the time that we waste, the time that we avoid things that we need to be working on, procrastination. And many of us are dealing with that strong man of procrastination. And what procrastination does is it makes you assume that tomorrow, 
tomorrow, that opportunity will still be there. Procrastination robs you of your tomorrow and makes you relive your today. How many of us are stuck in a cycle? We're looking at our lives saying, wow, we were here last year, the year before that, the year before that, in the same place, doing the same thing with the same dreams. We haven't pursued them because we have not yet learned how to manage ourselves within time. The most unfortunate casualty of our misguided time management is greatness. See, when you don't manage yourself within the confines of time, you you do that at the risk and the expense of your greatness. Yes, of your greatness. And so I want to talk to you about time because there are three ways to spend time. You spend time in your thoughts, conversation, and your actions. Regardless of the type of business or work that you might be in, they are all composed of those three elements, your thoughts, your conversations, and your actions. What I love about time is that the truth is that time is the greatest equalizer in life. Okay, no matter your age, your income, your 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 gender, your race, your religion, whatever it is, um, wherever you might find yourself, you are given the same 24 hours the person next to you is given if you are living through that day. You complete that day living the 24 hours that the next person that lived that day had. And so it's not about just having time. It's what you do with your time. What are you doing with your time? I want those of you who are listening to this podcast, you might be listening to Facebook Live, however you are getting this information, I want you to take a time, take time right now and begin to think about what am I doing with my time? Okay, go back over your list. I want you to take some time this week in the next seven days and I want you to keep a journal of what you are doing with your time. This is going to be critical to your next level um, because what you need to understand is that managing your time is going to determine how you pursue the things that are in your heart to pursue. Now, I want to talk to you about these, these, uh, these time zones. Okay. Time is lived out in six particular zones. Okay. Somebody said that time is lived out in six zones. Okay. Number one zone that time is lived out in number one, putting out fires. How much time do you spend putting out fires? Number two, dealing with interruptions. Have you ever had a day where it just seems like it was interruption after interruption? It's like every time you go to write, boom, the door open. You go to write, here go the phone. Some of you, that's the thing that has been uh, hindering you from actually fulfilling and manifesting your dreams and doing your goals is all of these interruptions. Okay, the next thing could be doing planned tasks. We all have them. Laundry. You got to go food shopping. Plan tasks. These are things that you have to do. You can't avoid them, but they take time. Another time zone, okay, that you live in is working uninterrupted, okay? That's another zone that you can live in. I can work uninterrupted. Another uh, a zone that you live in is uninterrupted downtime, Oh my goodness, say amen for that, okay? How many of us have uninterrupted downtime, okay? Where the phone is not ringing, there are no notifications, there's no beeps, there's no, no nothing. Nobody's interrupting you and you are having downtime. The last zone that we live in is called wasting time, uh-huh? A lot of you do that, we waste time. And then we make excuses for the time that we wasted, <laughs> okay? But if you want to really understand this, I encourage you 
to just Google the time management matrix, okay? Google time management matrix, and you're going to be able to see a matrix. Those of you on Facebook Live, you can see this up here on the screen. But those of you who are listening to my podcast, Google it, look it up. Okay, there are four quadrants, okay, that your life falls into. The things that happen to us fall into these four quadrants. Number one, it's urgent and important, okay? These are quadrants of necessity, okay? Crisis, pressing problems, deadline-driven projects, last-minute preparation, okay? These are things that are urgent and important. Quadrant two, okay? This is when it's important, but it's not urgent, Okay, you got to know the difference. Something can be important, but not urgent. Okay, that those are the activities that involve preparation and planning, prevention, values, clarification, relationship building and empowerment. Okay, it's important, but it's not urgent. Quadrant three, y'all with me, is when something is not important, but it is urgent. Okay, it's not important, but it is urgent. Interruptions. Okay, somebody comes in the door, you know, they might see their problem as like super important, but it's urgent to them that it needs to be addressed. Okay, Uh, interruptions, some phone calls, some meetings fall into this quadrant, many pressing matters. Okay, when you have um, issues between coworkers, um, when you have issues um, with the team at the church, when things are not going the way they need to, um, and it's being brought to your attention, it's a pressing matter or many popular activities. Okay, that's it's urgent, but it's not important. The final quadrant is where most of us find ourselves. Okay. This is the final quadrant. I want you to take real good notes when it comes to this quadrant four. Quadrant four is it's not urgent and it's not important. That means we're talking about, this is your quadrant of waste. Okay. This is the wasteland of time. This is where we waste the most time and where we deal the most, um, every single day. Uh, and it says this, this is the quadrant where there's drama, unnecessary conflict, trivia, busy work, Mm-hmm. Some of us just do busy work. You busy, but you're not productive. Busy work, okay? Junk mail, just going, just, just, just doing stuff on the internet. Just going from page to page to page. You ever went on Facebook for one thing, and then a half an hour later, you realize you were still on Facebook? Mm-hmm. That, that's quadrant four. Time wasters, some phone calls and some emails. We have to realize, especially as leaders, that you don't, you can't answer every call. You can't run every time there's a fire. You can't be the person that puts on a cape for every situation. You have to have wisdom on how to manage yourself within the confines of time. Okay, I'm going to close up with this in my last few minutes. I hope this is good to you because whatever you are pursuing this year, whatever you are going after, it's going to require some focused time. When I came into the new year, the Lord said to me, focus. Chanel, you need to focus focus, focus. I didn't know how distracted I was until I had to focus. And when I begin to focus, I'm like, whoa, what have I been doing with my time? Okay. And so I want to talk to you about that because the most important thing you manage isn't projects. It isn't people. It's not a promise. It's not a, it's not your profit. It's not what you, you, you're doing. It's not your plans. The most important thing you can manage is your attention. Wow, that's good, is your attention. 
someone or something is controlling your attention. I'm going to leave that right there. Someone or something is controlling, okay? It's dominating your attention. Oftentimes, it's not you. You're not the one controlling it. You're not the one dominating it. Okay, but something is, and it must be addressed. Maybe it's an email alert or a buzzing cell phone. Distracted leaders live inconsequential lives. I'm going to say that again. Distracted leaders live inconsequential lives. The most important thing you can manage is your attention. I'm going to say this and I want you to write this down. This one right here really, really hit me. The art of being wise is the art of knowing what to overlook. My God, this is by William James. He said that the art of being wise is the art of knowing what to overlook. There are some people that will come in your life just to take your attention. There are some things that will come in your life just to take your attention. We go back to the Bible. Now, if you're listening to this and you might not be a Christian, here are some good principles that you can find in the Bible, which is a historic literature that any person can read. It's going to benefit you any way you try, okay? There's a story with Peter where Jesus bids him to come and walk on the water. And the Bible says that when he took his attention off of Jesus and place his attention on the storm, on the winds, on the waves, on the water. That's when he began to sink. It wasn't that it, it wasn't that he lost faith. It was that he moved his attention and that affected his faith. See, that's why it makes so, so much sense that Hebrews 12 says, looking unto Jesus, who was the author and finisher of our faith. There is a looking unto, there is a fixing of our attention. There is a focus that is required for us to have a author and, and finisher of our faith experience. It's, it's in order for us to walk on water, the thing that was created to overtake us, the thing that was created to drown us. And historians have said, that Peter's brother may have died. One of Peter's brothers may have died from drowning. And so here he is facing an obstacle that his family members could not even overcome. That's why his attention was so important. It had to stay on Jesus. The art of being wise is the art of knowing what to overlook. Man, that's good to me because sometimes as leaders, we feel like we got to address everything. Our attention is here. It's over here. We're with the family that just lost somebody. Then we're over here with the finance team who, who can't find some amount of money. And then we're over here. We got to preach. And then our attention is at home. We got to feed our kids and make our husband or our wives happy. Our attention is so scattered. Now, wonder you're not getting anything done. You're going to lead it or you're going to leave it. Because if you're going to lead it, you have to give it your attention. Okay? You got that? The need for distraction. Listen to this. The need for distraction. Our need for distraction is so strong that when we are distracted by notifications, we look at our cell phones to be sure we haven't missed anything. My God. I need a bell or something because that was good. 
<laughs> that was good. How many of us, we put the phone on the table face down, but we're going to pick it up now. We're going to look just to make sure we didn't miss anything. We have a need for distractions. Woo! Are we going to deal with this or not? You as a leader, you have to manage your attention. Our need for distraction. Something designed to make you more effective. Notifications were made to, to were created to make you more effective, makes you less efficient. Wow. Okay, I'm going to put that in the parking lot right there. I'm going to put that in the parking lot because that's something we don't really consider. And some of us, we might need some time to unpack that. So let's put that in the parking lot. We're going to come back around to that point. But here's something that was designed to make us more effective. Our cell phone has now made us less efficient. Jeez, that's good. That's good. Because we're not looking at it as a threat to our attention. Wow. We're not looking at it as a threat to our focus, but it is. It is. Let's uncover that threat. Notifications distract attention. I said it. I'm not taking it back. I don't care if you like it or not. You're going to lead it or leave it. <laughs> okay? Notifications is a distraction. I'm going to close with these two thoughts. All meaningful work requires undistracted attention. All meaningful work. If you, the work that you do in ministry, in church, uh, in your nonprofit, in your business, in your for-profit, uh, uh, at your nine-to-five, if it is meaningful, it requires undistracted attention. Okay? Interruptions dilute attention. Uh, a Nobel Prize winner, Herbert A. Simon, explained that information consumes attention. And are we not living in the information age? Everything is coming at you at the speed of light. You can get any answer you want, any time you want. You don't have to wait for business hours to get information. Okay? A wealth of information creates a poverty of attention. That's what Simon explained. Manage attention by distracting. Here's your homework. Add this to your homework. Number one, manage your attention by eliminating distractions. Okay? Schedule shallow work between the hours of 1 p.m. and 3. These are the most distracted hours of the day for the most part, okay? So things that um, is not meaningful, put that in your 1 p.m. to 3 p.m. time, okay? That's when you want to do that. You want to start taking breaks and you want to start scrolling and getting lost and, and, and uh, uh, um, I almost said Tinder. Y'all better not be on Tinder. Uh, <laughs> getting lost in Facebook and all those different things, okay? That, put that between your 1 p.m. and 3. Number two, you're going to eliminate distracting thoughts by writing them down. Oh, that's good. Write this down. This is your homework. Eliminate distracting thoughts by writing them down. Some of y'all think y'all so smart and you don't need to. You're like, look, I got it right up here. I got it right here. I got you. But it causes distraction. Write it down. Help your brain focus by writing down distractions. Okay? Number three, this is your last homework assignment. Eliminate external distractions. Okay? In other words, you need to do what? Close your door. Turn off notifications. Open one browser window at a time. I know that's going to be hard for so many of us, but if we're really serious about 
leading an organization, leading by example, leading um, in such a way that people can follow our pattern and become better people, um, become better, uh, more efficient at what they do, um, and become an asset to society, then we have to implement these things. I believe that what you heard today on your Lead It or Leave It podcast was very helpful. If it was, don't forget to like, invite, and share. Make sure that you personally invite somebody to join us next week, okay? Listen out for podcasts. Podcast number two, number one, has hit you in the face as your lead it or leave it time. So make sure you like, invite, and share, and I will see you next Tuesday at 2 p.m., or you can download the podcast every Friday as we talk about life and leadership with your coach, Chanel Ramsey.